0: Hey, I'm Rebecca Hamilton, creator and owner of Chick Boss Cake. Thanks for joining me on my Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast where I'll be sharing all my best life and business tips and tricks on how I've created the life of my dreams and how you can too. I'm a no-nonsense, full disclosure, Sweet talk, scrapping woman entrepreneur who believes in taking charge of your life and ridding yourself of all the excuses that are holding you back. Have you tried the best restaurant in Southwestern Ontario yet? Two Forks is a classy, casual, and super freaking trendy restaurant. It's located in beautiful Port Stanley, about 30 minutes from London, Ontario, and is absolutely 150% worth the trip, okay? If you're a foodie like me, I know you're going to love it as much as I do, and it will quickly become your favorite go-to dinner and drink spot too. They serve the most creative and whimsical cocktails like the one called the Bubblicious, where it is served with a magical bubble of smoke covering the entire top of the drink. And when you go to sip it, the bubble actually bursts into a delicious poof of smoky magic. I cannot make this up if I actually tried, okay? Also, I can't forget to tell you that they do the most epic Caesar flights, wine flights and local craft beer flights to accompany their playful and creative menu. The strip loin steak on the menu is actually a personal favorite of mine and highly recommended. All their local beef is raised on the chef's family farm. Okay. So I think that that pretty much speaks for itself. You'll never experience strip loin the same way again once you've tried the Two Forks Strip Loin. Ready for dessert? All I need to say is deep fried butter tarts. I think that I've said enough. I'll see you over there. During lockdown, Two Forks Restaurant in Port Stanley is open for takeout Friday, Saturday and Sunday and then once lockdown ends, they will resume their regular hours, which are seven days a week, noon until 10 p.m. Follow them on social media to see what all the hype is about and what everyone is talking about. You can follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at 2Forks295, 2 so at 2, 2 forks forks and then number 295. This is hands down the easiest sponsored podcast I've ever had to do. It's our number one favorite go-to restaurant and literally I cannot wait to go back. I know they're busy getting their patio prepped for opening soon once the restrictions are lifted, which is super freaking exciting because I can't wait to, I will be the first one on that patio. (laughs) I know Chad and I both will. Um, And in the meantime, they are offering an epic takeout menu that you can order on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and it is absolutely delicious. Um, Our best friends, who we often go there with, love the live shucked oysters on the half shell done on the fresh bar in the dining room as part of the experience, so um what is your favorite dish there chad because i just told everybody that mine is the strip loin steak i love it it's so good
1: oh yeah they have a mac and cheese that just takes you back to those childhood days and it puts craft dinner to shame that's one of my favorites
0: the mac and cheese literally looks like to die for okay i'm personally gluten-free so i can't try it but like Every single time we go and Chad gets it, I am super freaking jealous because it looks so good. (laughs) Delicious. Cannot wait to go back. All right. So awesome. So we are going to talk about our top 10 ways to guarantee success for your small business. Okay. And we're going to talk about the two forks restaurant story as well as we go through our points. So let's get started, shall we? Let's do it. Okay, so number one, ability to make sacrifices, okay? If you want to be successful, no matter what industry you're in, there are significant sacrifices that you need to be prepared to make, okay? I cannot tell you how many times Chad and I have personally had to sacrifice date night, family gatherings, birthdays, nights out with friends, we've had to cancel um, events or concerts that we already had tickets to um, because something comes up in our business and you know what? That is our top priority and that's how we've been able to create so much success because we pay really close attention and we will just drop everything if we have to to tend to the needs of our business. So, So many freaking things can come up um, because when you're running a business, you're truly never off the clock, okay? You're responsible for it at all times. And I think that this is the biggest shock and learning curve to entrepreneurs and business owners just starting out. Um, And you'll find out real fast if you're meant for entrepreneurship or not, okay? I know for a fact that Terry and Rob, the owners of Two Forks Restaurant in Port Stanley, can relate to this because, well, the restaurant industry is so freaking demanding, okay? The food industry in general, like, it is a hard business to be in. Um, It is super rewarding, especially if you're super passionate about it. Um, but it takes a major commitment to successfully operate a restaurant of their caliber.
1: Yeah, like I can um, completely relate to this. I mean, I've been along for the entire journey and there was many times where um, you know we had to make uh, sacrifices. And I, I, one that really pops out in my mind is uh, we thought we had had all the orders done for the weekend. Um, we were out for dinner, we had tickets to a movie um, and then a, a customer had reminded us of an order completely forgot about. Um, so, and I remember we were like, okay, so dinner's done. Movies not happening.
0: yeah, <laughs> um, she
1: doesn't need to know we forgot about this um, because we're gonna make it right in the end. Yeah. And we went right back to our bakery at gosh, what was it? probably eight thirty nine o'clock. It was. late. And, um, and yeah, you created a you know, an entire masterpiece of a cake, and we, we stayed to, there till about midnight,
0: yeah, we had to literally bake it from scratch first let it cool down like this was like way back when we started like as a as a hobby doing it for family and friends and we had to do it from actual scratch wait for it to cool before i could even decorate it and then decorate it and it was like a really elaborate two-tier birthday cake um and it needed to be perfect and you know what that's why
1: we made it happen, right? We had and, to make
0: it happen. Yeah.
1: And that's one of those things where if you're not an entrepreneur and you're working for somebody else and you know your boss said, oh, I need this. It's like, okay, I'll oh, wait till Monday. There's no waiting until Monday when you're an entrepreneur. No. You need to make it happen. That customer needed a cake for their daughter's birthday. Um, and we needed to just scrap our Friday night plans, um, you know, and go back to the bakery, work until the, um, you know, late hours of the evening. Um, and in the end, it was a happy customer. But these are things you have to do. And we're always willing to do that to, you know, put in the extra work, put in the extra hours, um, because this is what's going to allow the business to thrive long term.
0: Totally. Like it's, yeah, it's insane the amount of energy and effort that go into it. And you need to be flexible to change your plans at the last minute um, if other things come up in relation to your business. So point number two is the ability to adapt, adjust, and pivot the business based on changing circumstances And this is truly the blessing in disguise that COVID has taught us business owners, okay? The importance of adapting your business to meet the changing needs of the market and of your customers. COVID has really, really pushed business owners into fight or flight mode. It certainly, certainly did for us, right? Absolutely. We Um, had to change our entire business model to primarily delivery and we increased the routes to expand across Southwestern Ontario. Um, And I know that restaurants have really had it tough having to navigate all of the changing rules, what you're allowed to do, how many people you're allowed to have in there, what families they have to be from, um, being allowed to be open and you know ordering all their food and stock only to be closed down again throughout the lockdowns like it's been a significant challenge to say the least
1: yeah absolutely and i mean the ability to adapt it's it's funny sometimes in life things need to happen where you're forced into a learning experience so true um and i love that analogy because Um, you know, a lot of times until you're actually forced into those situations, you don't, um, you know, you don't encounter it and you don't actually, um, have that willingness to push through it. And if you think about COVID, I feel like it's one of those things five, 10 years from now, um, where we'll look back and go, you know, I went through that. So now if, you know, so-and-so called in sick or some, you know, vendor had an issue or some unexpected challenge in life or business happens, you'd be like, Hey, that's nothing compared to the uncertainty and the unpredictability of COVID. Um, so yeah, I feel like it really is a blessing in disguise, like you said.
0: Yeah. Cause once you have already gone through something like COVID that has actually pushed you like to the freaking edge, basically, um, everything else seems so much less challenging from there. You know what I mean? So That's why the most successful entrepreneurs are the ones who have faced significant challenges like in their personal life or even with the business, Um, even before COVID, like it takes a really strong entrepreneur to um, be able to adapt and change and pivot their business. And you absolutely have to be flexible to do that if you plan on being a successful business and not just a small business forever. So number three is treat staff like family. So staff that feel like they're part of the family will always, always do more than it's expected from them, which translates directly into the customer experience that they provide to your customers. And that's why it's so important. They're the ones that are generally having that one-on-one contact with your customers. So obviously if they respect you and love you and feel like they're part of something, they're going to give a much better experience to your customers than otherwise.
1: Yeah. Let me interject. Like you, yeah. you will not be able to scale a business and actually make money, uh, unless you have staff. So, yes. um, anybody thinks that they can be a one woman or one man um, no. is completely Wrong. misguided. Yes. Right. We went down that road several times in the beginning of our business, sure one staff, is. two staff, zero, one staff, two staff, three, zero, you know, it, it's one of those things where, oh, I can always do it better than someone else. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until we um, adopted a sense of empathy with our staff and a sense of family, um, you know, connection in that sense that we started to realize that, you know, we need to treat them in a way that, um, you know, obviously fosters that relationship, builds that relationship, makes them feel valued and a part of of the team and what we're trying to accomplish long term and once we changed that then we started to make a great deal of progress um, as we move forward so um, yeah absolutely treating staff like family is is integral and the productivity uh, you know will soar through the roof when you start to do that because As human beings, we all want to have a sense of pride, a sense of ownership in Mm -hmm. in what we're doing throughout our day. And, you know, the more that you can foster that, the more happier and and productive that that they'll be.
0: Totally. And also, too, like whenever you go into a business, whether it's a restaurant or like a shop or anything like that, um, you can tell right away like how based on your interactions with the employees, like if they actually like their job, if they feel valued, do they feel confident? Like, are they engaging with you? Do they care enough to talk about your day with you? Um, You can tell like almost instantly when you're in an atmosphere where the staff are treated like family. Um, And any time that we, Chad and I have been to Two Forks, the staff are super knowledgeable, like way more than normal compared to other restaurants we've been to um they either know the answer right away when you have a question about the menu or the drinks or they just go and find it out for you but they are super confident and super accommodating Um, and i love that feeling maybe it's just
1: maybe it's just me but i love that feeling when you go into a restaurant and, and and you know you ask a question about hey what's the feature what's some popular things you know, tell me about this dish, tell me about this drink, where's it from, what's going on? And they know the answers. There's nothing worse when you go to a restaurant and, um, you know, you you and I used to joke about this all the time. It happens all the time. (laughs) So Rebecca's gluten-free, for those of you who don't know. She's keto as well, but that's not an allergy. So gluten-free is obviously, you know, an allergy and that's a concern. So um, we used to always joke that you'd go to, you know, some of the chains, right? Like, you know, Montana's or Boston Pizza or something. And, you know, you would... You'd say, "Hey, is this gluten free?" Um, and then some lady who clearly is not trained doesn't mm-hmm. like her job. Um, you know, management have, have not obviously you know made sure that they're properly trained, etc. Yeah. And uh, yeah, is this dish gluten free? Oh yeah, you're fine. There's no milk in it.
0: Right? Sorry, what? <laughs> like <laughs> milk has nothing to do with gluten. So oh, first yeah. of all, um, right? and that makes me. Uh, and I I know that any of my friends that have you know allergies to anything or celiac or they're gluten-free or whatever can totally relate to this because i've had many conversations with them and nothing makes you more nervous to eat the food somewhere when you don't feel confident that the staff know like what's in the food Mm -hmm. okay like you almost like i'm I almost just want to leave when that happens because I don't want to risk like getting sick and being sick for the next like three days because I ate something. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you know, the staff just aren't educated and they don't know what's in the food. Right. I mean, I feel like, you know, generically speaking, when you go to a restaurant, like at the very minimum, like the staff should know what's going into the food. Right. Am I right? You're right.
1: <laughs> exactly. So they do a yeah. wonderful job of that. And we've always been met with, um, you know, awesome answers, awesome, happy, um, you know, servers. And they do a wonderful job of that. So I'm super excited to go back June 14th. We'll, uh, we'll be there on the patio and I'm sure they'll be rocking and rolling this summer. So looking forward to it.
0: I'm secretly hoping that things open up sooner. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) We got to get cases under
1: a thousand here, and we should be laughing. Can everybody
0: just like go get their vaccine, do their part, so that we can carry on with our lives? Let's do it. Keep it
1: under a thousand for the next week or so, and we'll see what happens. Maybe maybe they'll uh, surprise us. That's what we're crossing our fingers. That's what we
0: hope for. Yeah. But yes, you can definitely tell that the staff there feel like they're part of the Two Forks family because they're upbeat and organized no matter how busy the restaurant is. Um, And in fact, I find they seem to actually thrive off the busyness and the energy and the lively atmosphere, which is amazing, okay? Because a lot of places, they flake under the pressure. Um, And the guests can always tell. They can always tell if, you know, you go somewhere and the staff are running around and they're stressed out and that's not a good feeling for the customers, so. Number four, focus on sales as the number one priority always, okay? If you don't have sales, you do not have a business. So we cannot stress the importance of this enough. And you know what? It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Sales are always the number one priority. You don't need staff. If you don't have sales, you don't have a business if you don't have sales. And sales is Chad's favorite topic. So we'll let him. It's my jam. It's his jam. (laughs) Yes.
1: From my career in financial services, sales, um, was my jam, and I was uh, always a top performer. And um, you know, I, I just loved it. Now. Yes, now I'm a competitive bragging. person. Yeah, I'm bragging, <laughs> and so be it. You know, playing sports my whole life, and yeah. you know, sales and competitiveness. It just transcends hand in hand. And um, yeah, sales are are completely. Um, the end all and be all in business, so yeah. um, that needs to be the main focus. And I know Two Forks is fantastic in the sense that they, um, you know, they have so many choices, right? You got the yeah. different drink flights, you got the appetizers, oh, so you got good. the, um, you know, the amazing mains. You have the awesome desserts. There's so many options to uh, increase that average bill size, which is um, awesome. And uh, I feel like that's super important in a restaurant, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I know every time we walk out of there, we pay a, a nice sum, and I have no problem doing that because I got full value for what I paid. Totally. Um, um, and it's worth every penny right oh my gosh, you typically yeah. would only find that um in a high end restaurant and you know l- maybe maybe london maybe toronto something like that probably right probably like toronto um, more so toronto <laughs> for sure <laughs> right it's
0: like unmatched i would say it's so,
1: so uh exactly but no sales in our business uh is something that we make sure is is always always there um and we do so many different things with different you know marketing and different um you know techniques to in, ensure that that's there because if that's there's what i always say with sales okay? Yeah. the sales are rocking I, it affords me the ability and the flexibility to do many other things with the staff, with yes. the, with the, um, you know, creativity, with the, um, you know, the, the downtime, with the, the busyness, marketing. with the marketing, with the, uh, there's, there's just so much flexibility, Unlimited right? Unlimited potential so, if you yeah.
0: have the sales to support what you want to do.
1: Exactly. So yeah. uh, that's something that I, I love. If I put my focus there, it basically alleviates, all of my other concerns. So naturally, if that alleviates majority of my concerns, then it's probably a good idea to make that a main focus. Probably number one, probably
0: number one, because yeah, if you have the sales, then you can can do whatever you want to grow your business, to make it more efficient, um, to have more fun with the staff, give them more perks, right? If you don't have the sales, you can't do any of that. You're gonna be stressed out. You can't afford to do those things. And, you know, that's why sales are number one. So make sure if you are a small business that if sales were not your number one priority, um, that they are now. <laughs> right? Amen. Yeah. Yep. Okay, number five. The person with the best marketing strategy always, always wins, not the best product, okay? You can have the best freaking product in the entire world but if nobody knows about it it doesn't freaking matter Um, and I'm really passionate about this topic because I know a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs they are like so invested and so obsessed with their products and rightfully so I mean you have to be passionate about it you have to have good products too but it pales pales or fails Uh,
1: pales in comparison pales
0: in comparison um to the person with the best marketing strategy okay the person with the best marketing strategy will always outperform anybody with the best product hands down okay
1: yeah. We, I mean, we wouldn't have had people from London and surrounding area drive, you know, 30 minutes to St. Thomas for a if we didn't have marketing is number one. And once yeah. again, it's not about having a crap product. You got to have no, an awesome product. You got to believe sure. in it. Yeah. But regardless of that, if you don't have the marketing to draw those people in, like we would have people in, when we first opened in St. Thomas, you know, all these, they drive you know, from
0: Cambridge Kitchener, Yeah, they come with their everywhere. family,
1: they come with their girlfriends, they would, you know, just take a drive. You're not willing to pack up the kids and pack up the girlfriend and bring no in the way. car uh, drive. You would not do that unless the marketing was there, unless you exactly. had a fantastic marketing plan. Um, and a reason and
0: to make the trip.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, Rebecca, why don't you elaborate further on that? Because you've definitely been the face of this from the beginning.
0: Yeah, totally. So I've been in charge of the marketing and branding for Chick Boss Cake since the beginning Um, like obviously this business, like I'm the founder and CEO of it. And then Chad joined me as well. And he's the sales guy, um, and the staff management part. So since the beginning, I've been in charge of the marketing and branding, which I am super, super passionate about. And I freaking love it. Um, And because of that, we've grown our small bakery business to over a million in sales. And growing. Um, And growing. And I'm really proud of that. And we have worked our butts off to achieve that. And you know what? It is a very substantial goal. And that's why the title of my book coming up is called The Million Dollar Bakery. Because, you know, it's something that we have put our souls into and we have you know, overcome significant challenges in order to grow it to that level. And we're super proud of it. So it
1: wouldn't have been possible without the marketing, right? I I feel like so much creativity um, happened that just drew people in. And um, there were so many times where in the beginning, we wouldn't want to invest in, you know, Facebook marketing or different mm-hmm. forms of marketing. And, um, yeah, like that's saying you can't afford to market. It's so true. You cannot yeah. afford to not market. No. So I think I said, can't afford to, yes. market. you cannot afford to Can not, not market. market. Um, and it's so true. And, uh, just two forks, uh, you know, signing up and paying for this, this podcast is a great example of, 100%. um, you know, reaching a different audience. Yeah. Uh, many of their customers listen to our podcast. Um, you oh, know, if they're, and if they're
0: foodies, like, like with our business, they appreciate the art and the creativity that goes into, you know, our cupcakes and our donuts and our cakes, I can literally guarantee you every single one of our customers would fall in love if they go and eat dinner at Two Forks in Port Stanley because I honestly feel like and I've never felt like this with a restaurant before but like I feel like their version of a restaurant is like our version of a bakery do you know what i'm trying to say absolutely like it's like if i opened a restaurant it would be similar to what they do I know. <laughs> and i just really think that that is so cool and i think that that's probably why we love them so much because and that's like, probably
1: why we, we thought of the idea of hey let's let's open a pizza chain and pizza and cupcakes you got everything covered look at that right
0: We're not actually doing that. Don't get excited. Not actually doing that. But Chad loves pizza, so pizza is my favorite. It's It's kind of like my
1: little silly side idea, but but I'm not really here for it. So I
0: mean, (laughs) unless it's gluten free. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. But yeah. So the person with the best marketing always outperforms the person with the best product. Um, I've actually recently dedicated an entire course on how you can use the exact same strategies that I've used to grow your own business to over a million in sales. So if you want to significantly increase the sales and grow your business um, and improve your marketing and branding, then head on over to RebeccaHamiltonCo.com and sign up for my course. And you know what? I don't care what industry you think you're in. If you think that you're in the baking industry or the restaurant industry or the bath product industry, whatever, you need to let go of what industry you think that you're in and learn to become a marketing company first.
1: Amen. That's so true. Marketing, you need that. Doesn't matter what it is. If people don't know you, they can't
0: flow you. <laughs> That's Great. such a like,
1: I love that line. Whatever. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's, it's cheesy, fine. but I, t- I yeah. love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number six, create systems. Okay. This sounds boring and dumb, but this is super, <laughs> super important.
1: <laughs> it is boring. Okay. So Let's boring. be real, but yeah. it's not dumb.
0: Okay. It's not dumb. It's boring though. Um, consistency is extremely important, especially, especially in the food industry. Um, if someone has had a meal before, let's say, and then they come back to have it again, obviously they're coming back because they liked what they had before. So they expect for it to be the same. So there's nothing more disappointing than going back to your favorite spot to enjoy your favorite meal. Only to find out that it was prepared completely different than last time. And, you know, we've been places before that we've had this happen. Um, And it's really annoying when that happens. So when you create systems for your staff, and um, I don't. I'm not trying to say policies, but like Mm -hmm. you create like a step-by-step of how they put the meal together or how, in our case, how they decorate each donut flavor. We have pictures, we have step one, get the donuts out. Step two, make the glaze. Step three, flavor the glaze. Step four, dunk the donut. You're following? You know what I mean? It's it's, very, very step-by-step. So it seems
1: silly, but I mean, to be honest, think about it, right? Like, if you're working off memory, right. In no. the beginning of our business, it was all about, we'd hire, you know, the yeah. first couple employees. Oh yeah, you can do it like this. And you just like show them and hope they remember and whatever. Yeah. But you know, so checklists were like a game changer of the business. Totally. We have checklists for like everything. So, cause it, then uh, when you leave and you're like, okay, did that get done? Well, did you do the checklist? Right. Yeah. I mean, it can't, there's no gray area when there's a checklist. You know what I mean? Step by step, like Rebecca said, you yeah, sign off. you either off, did it or you didn't. You either did it or you didn't and it's laid out in these 10 steps. Yeah. So, so little systems like that, albeit super boring, super tedious to create, um, they so really make a worth huge it. difference. Yeah. Um, and they take a lot of the, the weight off your shoulders because, you know, you're not having to to worry about, okay, did, did Susie did this? Did Fred do this? Did, you know... Oh, my. And you're just running around with a chicken with your head cut off. And, and it wasn't until we started to realize this. Yeah. Um, and then to your point about the consistency, I mean, if someone buys a cupcake at one store, it better be the same as the other store. Yeah. And, um, you know, they expect that um, experience. So we need to make sure that that uh, consistency is there and, um, you know, bringing it back to the reference of the um, like the restaurant. How many people go to a restaurant and they order the same thing every time? Like, what percentage? I, okay. you, like, I don't know if there's a stat you can Google. I but
0: am part of that stat. Exactly. It's I literally like order the same thing.
1: Right? You don't want to... You're like, you're excited. You know what I mean? Yeah. You worked hard all week. <laughs> it's Friday night. It's Saturday night. You yeah. want that same meal you had last time. Totally. And, you know, what disappointment. Like, as a... You know, I mean, it seems silly, right? What are you, kid? You're upset that no, you're... No, but you're paying. You know, but you're paying, right? right? You, but you want it to be
0: what you, want you expect. You want it to be consistent. Yeah.
1: And so. If you know that you're one of those people where you always order the same thing because you love it so much and you never stray away, well, that in itself says the importance of systems of policies of consistency because that's what's going to leave the customer having that feeling of satisfaction um, that they got what they were looking for.
0: Yeah, so here's my dilemma with those people who are like obsessed with just ordering the same thing over and over again. Like I am absolutely one of those people like a creature of habit, when I go to a restaurant and I've had something before, I need to have it again, like every single time I go. And my dilemma though, and let me know, um, you guys, if you, are you that type of person or are you the type of person that likes to be trying new things? You know what? Maybe it's because like, I'm like very sensitive to food. So maybe I know that if this food doesn't like upset my stomach, then I'm going to be good and it tastes really good. Right. No,
1: you're you're not alone. I, I feel like because... You're, don't,
0: you're more adventurous. I'll, I'll than do a I little am.
1: bit of adventure, but yeah. for the most part, I do stick with the same. And I feel like yeah. most people are like that because you don't want to like be disappointed, like I said, right? You're excited. You worked hard a week. Yeah. You, you, you know what I mean. You're gonna go splurge. And you're gonna have a nice meal. And you're gonna throw down. Yeah. And um, you don't want to just go get some weird dish that, and then you don't like it as much because you, you never you so never true. like it so as true. much as your favorite. Yeah. So you almost have to sacrifice. I
0: know.
1: Right. Um, but like it's hard, hard though
0: because obviously if. Like that's your favorite dish at the restaurant i mean if the food is already that good like then you want to try the other food because you know it's going to be that good if this meal is that good the struggle you know is I mean? real you, struggle can't, is you can't you can't get out real, of it okay? you know you may
1: have to downgrade you may not i don't know but you can't get I, it's a back and forth in your yeah, head yeah like right? i don't
0: think like I, I th- i'm pretty <laughs> sure every single time i've gone to two forks which has been a lot when it has been open i've gotten the strip loin steak like every single time yeah and it is like my favorite thing in the world is so good i've had the
1: brussels sprouts the mac and cheese i've had the burger and fries i've had the fried chicken yeah see you're way more Um, i tried the steak only I only do this yeah. with if restaurants that have amazing food
0: because you know right? you're not going to be disappointed. That's the only
1: time. Like yeah. if I'm going to a restaurant where it's just something that I know you can't mess up a burger, you can't mess up a pizza. Yeah. Then yeah, I'll just stick with whatever. But like yeah, definitely the ones that have good food. That's yeah. when I'll I'll start to really hit up the menu.
0: Yeah, specifically. Yeah. So that's our uh, that's our restaurant advice for you guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good luck with the battle. The good struggle. Luck. Is, the struggle is real.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay number seven um if you don't want to quit you're doing it wrong okay and this is i'm so passionate about this because this is literally the title of an entire chapter in my upcoming book um, that will be coming out soon the million dollar bakery it is a whole chapter that's dedicated to this the struggle is freaking real um, business will push you to limits that you never even knew freaking existed. Okay. I swear to God, it is absolutely insane how many times you'll want to quit right before you hit your next major breakthrough or accomplishment.
1: Yeah, and so with Two Forks, they, you know, they got that bridge maintenance happening near their store. They've had, what, three lockdowns since March of 2020. So these are great examples of where switching to a nine to five, and we can, you and I can totally relate to this, is so much easier. If I could count the number of times where I'm like, oh my God, my nine to five.
0: You just messed it. (laughs) When I
1: would go to work and I was not responsible for anybody other than myself
0: yeah okay? those were the days so,
1: <laughs> oh my god and it's like to think that people are nine to five and then they want to go on vacation to escape that stress oh my oh, god you yeah. call that stress that is not stress okay no. so if you're hearing this and you are doing nine to five and you feel stress and then you want to go to the It's way worse. It's way worse. It's worse. Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. You need to figure out your goals and your objectives. But that's a great example where um, so many times we wanted to quit. So many late nights. Oh, my God. So many, um, you know... Sta couple staff quitting at the same time let's say or uh, people calling in sick at the same time or or
0: the chocolate pretzel story that yeah. is in my book that stay tuned this can't talk there's about. one
1: story and we're not going to share I'm it here because you got to buy the book to see it but this is the the pretty much the the breaking point the it's, story yep. that it was we were th- there was no story quit. greater that we were gonna give up than this story, and you needed to read the book to find out because it is unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I was definitely ready that day to pack up and say, "Bye, chick boss, cake." It was fun, not really, but I'm <laughs> I'm leaving and I'm never coming back. <laughs> and
1: you know, to think about it, that was what probably was six hard. years, six seven years ago, and yeah. it, we wouldn't have evolved to what we are today. And no, um, that's just another wonderful example of um, you know pushing through. And yeah. um, you know, isn't that a metaphor for life? Like the struggle we is always going to be there. Wouldn't and... have
0: built a million dollar bakery, and I wouldn't have written a book about it so exactly
1: exactly (laughs) it's
0: crazy so
1: yeah you got to have that tenacity that never give up attitude Um, it's super super important
0: totally and I know that for sure that uh, Terry and Rob can totally freaking relate to that (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) Um, number eight take care of your customers Customer service is the key to the growth and longevity of your business. So at Chick Boss Cake, we take care of our customers. We take customer service extremely seriously and we always, always, always strive to exceed customers' expectations in any way humanly possible. Um, It's not good enough to simply just meet expectations. Okay, you want to strive to exceed them, so get creative. We get creative by helping customers bring their treats to their car when they come pick it up. Um, We engage in different conversations with their kids, getting to know them, getting to know the customers, throwing in free treats every now and then, um, showing up randomly at regular customers' houses with treats, um, sending out free gifts to our top customers. Just to name a few things, that's what we like to do. Um, We're all about building long term relationships with our customers. Okay. And Two Forks does an exceptional job at this too. You will notice it right away when you walk through the doors.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I think about the amount of times where we just like the funny thing is, majority of businesses are just base level customer service or they're even crappy customer service. Even worse. Yeah. So it's funny. Sometimes, like, some customers like let's say like we just literally met their expectations so it's not like an ideal situation but yeah and then they'll be like oh my god like this was like the best service ever and we're like okay thank you but like I feel as my standard, I could have done even better, but like, because the bars set so low with like majority of businesses, you know, (laughs) when you can take that extra initiative to, um, you know, do something above and beyond. And it doesn't typically involve a lot of money, like just cute and creative ways to show appreciation. Um, you know, they go such a long way. And, um, you know, I know one thing that, It's kind of um like a like a reverse way of looking at the situation like let's say we encounter like a complaint or something Uh and you know we end up turning that complaint around and we end up you know making things right and we kind of go above and beyond to rectify a situation you know rebecca and i have always said that like had that customer had a regular experience like sure that would have been great i would have been happy about that obviously they leave happy we're good but The really cool thing from a long term perspective is because we encountered that, um, you know, that that fumble in whatever situation, you know, we didn't meet it and we had to, you know, obviously, like, you know, fix an issue they had. So now what happens is that customer had they just had a regular experience. Now they had a, you know, experience where like it sucked initially, but Mm -hmm. then we turned around and we really like think about the trust that was built with that. So right. So they know in the future I'm gonna to continue to order for this from this company, or I'm gonna to continue to you know visit this restaurant or I'm gonna continue because if anything's messed up or anything's wrong or anything at part of the experience or the product or the service isn't met, I know that I that the people running this place have a sense of awareness and know what's going on how many times you dealt with a company in the past where you know you have an issue and then it kind of goes through these people and they're like does anybody know what the hell's going on here because this is like and it almost like baffles your mind there'll be some big company you're like like what's even going on here right who's
0: in charge who's in charge charge? like ridiculous
1: so then anytime we do that and it's funny because it always results in them coming back every year yeah they're always coming back because they're like you know what Chad and Rebecca, like if there's something wrong with my cake or there's something wrong with our donuts or there's something wrong with whatever it is, I can count on them to either fix it, give me a free cake or whatever the case may be, right? Yeah. Um, and I love that about building long-term relationships because remember that what's that saying about how, um, I think it's like, uh, you know, the top 20% of mm. your customers create 80% of your sales or yeah. something crazy, yeah, right? Yeah, it's insane. So I'll repeat that again. The top 20% of your customers generate 80 percent of the revenue for your company so if you can build that trust with those people yeah think about what the lifetime value of that customer is so it's super important those ones um, whenever I notice that they've been a regular customer, I'm like literally move mountains to make that happen. I'm not saying I wanna do that for the non-regular, but it, you really need to do that with those ones because yes. they're gonna continue to be that recurring revenue for your company in years to come.
0: Yeah, they already they've already fallen in love with what you offer. They already have that trust with you. Like there's literally no reason for them to go anywhere else. And risk having a crappier product, crappier service, um, something bad happening, and then the company's not gonna fix it for them. Like they are it's just like a relationship, you know. If you have a friendship or you're in a relationship, you're not gonna risk that and go somewhere else and be like, oh, you know, maybe you're better than yeah. my husband. I don't Hope know. it works <laughs> out. Probably not. Probably not. No. So um, yeah, so that's that's why taking care of your customers and customer service is the key to growth and longevity. So on that note, um, you kind of already touched on it. But number nine is get good reviews, but not perfect ones. Okay, if you have five stars and you have perfect reviews, um, people don't actually trust that and it actually like it does more harm than good. Um, you want to have like a rating of four point something, um, is the best. And as much as we all want to believe that, uh, we're a five star business and that everybody just loves our product and nobody hates our product. Um, that is extremely unrealistic, especially in the freaking food business, um, because everybody just has different like tastes and preferences and ideas of what, you know, a bubblegum cupcake should taste like and whatever um so you know be realistic with it and get good reviews but not perfect ones okay so if bad ones happen if you do get bad reviews um make sure that first of all make sure that you try to fix the situation don't take it personally don't take it personally um, try to make the customer happy if it's at all possible. Obviously, sometimes it's not, but definitely, definitely, definitely. I cannot stress this enough. Do your part. Why don't you
1: share, because I, I yeah. feel like our listeners would really like to hear this, because okay. in the beginning, like we really took it personally.
0: Oh my God, yeah. Okay.
1: So why don't you share about how you were able to overcome that hurdle, because it took a long time.
0: I know. It was really hard in the beginning, and I think that a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs can totally relate to this, because when you are so passionate and put your heart and your soul into your products whether it's a restaurant or a bakery or whatever business you have and you get a bad review you are like it is like a dagger to the freaking heart because you are just like oh my god like somebody doesn't actually like my product that i literally like put all my creativity and like i i'm vulnerable and i'm creating things you know And also like, we are our own worst critics already. I know specifically like creative and artistic people and chefs and, you know, anybody who is like creating something for, for somebody else, they are their own worst critic to begin with. So to be criticized on top of that by a freaking stranger that doesn't like your product, you're just like, Oh, okay and you just want to go cry in the corner basically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i i mean we did do that like the first you know the first year that we opened our first store in st thomas like every single time we got a bad review it really really stung and you know i would be in a a really really sad upset mood for like days like it would would, literally ruin our night
1: like we would like argue about it
0: well yeah because i was like i don't understand like you know Basically what would happen is I would try to make sense of it and try to understand it when you really can't, you can't make sense and you can't understand that, you know, somebody else might just have a different palette than you. They might just have a different preference than you. Maybe they just like, you know, their way that their grandma made the cupcakes and they think that your cupcakes suck. Right?
1: Exactly. So the important yeah. thing to understand is that like if you're getting bad reviews of the same issue then that's your problem
0: yes then you need to change something exactly
1: if you're getting reviews of random one-off things where you know and that's what was really hard for us to to distinguish the difference yes. between the two types of of negative feedback because mm-hmm. um, we would put them all in the same pool yeah right and i remember it like you said ruin our weekend ruin our nights it would and we i remember there was one time where it was like you know, someone oh my god i really hated this hated that hate. they hated like everything and then we like went back to the bakery we baked them a new cake we decorated it perfect we spent extra time and they're like here you go and like i still hate it
0: and it was and perfect. it was like it was literally like, what do you mean like perfect.
1: you told me exactly what you want it was still and then the trend that we realized is that there's the certain amount of people that you cannot please, right? It's like family and friends, you know, you walk around trying to please them, you know, that's their issue, right? Yes. So it took a long time to realize this. And once again, I'm not saying that you just chalk everybody up as, oh, that's that customer. They're an idiot. That's not what I'm saying. No. What I'm saying is that you need to differentiate the difference between the ones that are valuable feedback for your business, where you Mm -hmm. can actually make um appropriate changes to better your products and services because yes. that's the the feedback that companies pay, you know, all these survey oh, yeah. companies, you know, millions of dollars a year to to do. Yeah. Um and then there's the ones that like I said, they and typically a trend that we notice is they'll be like cuz if you think about it, if you're a sound individual, if you have a complaint to a company be like this was my issue Th- these things are okay or whatever, and like, what can you do and whatever. Yeah. And then if you think about somebody who's like Debbie negative, yeah, they'll be like, I hated this. That person <laughs> looked at me funny. Yeah. I walked in and like it smelled bad, and I came in and this and that, and then, oh yeah. my god, it ruined my kids' day, and I've had the worst year, and oh, and you're yeah. like, okay, wait a minute. So if they are just blasting every aspect
0: literally nine times out of ten that has nothing to
1: do with you okay (laughs) but when it's like hey like listen like you know what i mean my food was cold or my cupcake was stale or whatever the case is but like i've had it before and it was good and or i've you know heard good things i don't know what happened like you know i'm just passing this along like what do you think right like those are the ones where it's like hey like most likely it's your fault in that situation so that's understanding that dynamic will really help because we spent like a couple years just really trying to overcome that negative feedback hurdle. Yeah. Um, and we always thought it was us. And it was really about um, understanding the differentiating factor yeah, between and you the know two what? types. Actually,
0: the worst part about that is that, you know, we have always had pretty good reviews. Like on average, mm-hmm. we've always had really good reviews. We still do. And, you know, it didn't matter if I got 100 good reviews and then I got one bad one i would only focus and dwell on the bad one even though i just had a hundred really good ones and that is just like such a bad place to be um you You want to gauge
1: the ratio right yeah
0: like you know gauge obviously gauge the ratio but i mean especially like in the beginning when you haven't dealt with a lot of bad reviews and you're just focusing on that one um, you really, really need to work on yourself and your self-development and, you know, just becoming a more confident, Mm. stronger person. Um, you have to work on yourself in order to be able to handle the emotional struggles along the way of it. Right.
1: Yeah. And the emotional piece is is big because, um, that was the biggest challenge in relation to this topic of Mm -hmm. reviews or negative feedback. And, um, because yeah, you take it personally and you, You know, like Becca said earlier, you want to go in a corner and cry. You really do because you take so much pride in what you're doing. You don't want people to, you know, pay their hard-earned money and have a bad experience. No, I don't want Um, them to
0: to not like their product. Like that's why we try to do everything for them to like their product, right? But at the end of the day, you can't please everybody. Um, But like we said earlier too, like make sure that if you're getting like really consistent um, complaints about the same types of things, like maybe, you know, the flavor of something is off and so, like five people complain. There's about typically that.
1: a system flaw when it's yes. constant. Like that's yeah. what we usually go back and say, There's something wrong yeah. with the system of how that product or service comes from start to finish.
0: Yes. And you want to look at that, address that and make changes so that you don't keep getting the same complaints. Because if you're still getting the same complaints and not doing anything about it. That is significantly going to harm your business. It's just it's you're going to go out of business eventually if you have that attitude with it. So pay attention, your customers, like for the most part, they care about you and they want to see you succeed. So, you know, if you're getting criticism and they're giving you their feedback, you want to value that and, you know, see if there's truth to it, see if it's a consistent complaint and make necessary changes to improve and make your business better because at the end of the day that's how you grow a million dollar business (laughs) amen okay so let's get to our 10th and final point and i love this one it is so good when i realized this um i realized it a few years ago and it has made a significant difference in our business personally so it is stop acting like a small business okay at the end of the day if you want to be a successful business make lots of money and eventually have more free time down the road when you have other staff doing all of the jobs which is everybody's goal when they're an entrepreneur they have this dream of making tons of money and having tons of free time okay you will get there and you can get there Um, but you need to follow what the bigger, more successful companies are doing and learn from them. Okay. You need to study what are they doing? What are their policies? What are their benefits? What makes them unique? You need to pay really close attention to everything that they're doing and implement and reflect what they're doing success leaves clues like all the successful people say i was just gonna
1: say that success leaves clues (laughs) is perfect and yeah um you know i know there was many times where we were we kind of didn't tap into that um and it wasn't until we started to realize you know there's a reason why you know there's a supervisor there's a reason why there's a system for that and it's not off memory there's a reason why we need a checklist there's a so if you break down what you're trying to do mm-hmm. and you look at how can i make this product or service just flow completely seamless yeah um you know that's when it started for me to change my mindset about boring systems
0: totally Rebecca,
1: you used to joke with this about me right about how i because hate i hated systems. systems i was like let's just sell let's just Make some awesome product. Like, I don't want to sit there and go, step number no. one, and step you know what? number as two. As much as I
0: think that they're boring, like, I'm very perfectionist person. And no. I, like, mm-hmm. I need to be organized. And I need things to be done in a certain way and in their place. And
1: that's yeah. why. <laughs> and there's no greater example of acting like a small business by not having systems. Because yes. every big business has systems. They yeah. have... Ways of going about their business day in and day out yep. that are um, tried and proven and effective. And the more you start to do that, and more you start to invest your time and your energy into all these things like the marketing, the systems, the sales, the staff, the yep. experience, and not cheaping out. You know, that whole debt in, in personal life's not good, but debt and business is good. You okay? need it It's not to say you go and spend frivolously. I mean, that applies for both personal and business. You got to yeah. be smart. But when we realize, you know what, we need to invest in this. Like, you know, we're all in. Like, we're going to yeah. do this and we're going to just, you know, how do we make our bakery leaps and bounds of any other bakery in Ontario and Canada yep. and eventually the world. Definitely. But that's the thing. <laughs> and then once we adopted that mindset, yes. we're like, there's, there's no way our competitors are doing what we're going to be doing with our with the amount of money we're spending on social media ads with the amount of money that we're doing this amount of things. we're just we're going all in and we believe in what we're doing yeah but in order to do that though you have to put in the right systems because you could just spend all you know you could run an ad during super bowl and spend what is it five million dollars
0: crazy if if you don't have the
1: employees (laughs) and the systems to be able to support the orders you're going to get from that (laughs)
0: yeah you know
1: that's not going to work any orders (laughs) exactly so it is that identification of that right so
0: yes totally so um And, you know, whatever industry you're in, you can always find uh, a similar business to you that you can look up to um, that is doing better than you. And you can see what they're doing, like see what they're doing, even just reach out, ask what they're doing. If you have questions, you know, like um, I know I've gotten a lot of questions from other like local bakery owners um, and people asking for my tips and advice. And I am more than happy to share that with them. Like, I don't I'm not like, oh, you know, success is only for me and not for you. Like, I'm super passionate about helping other entrepreneurs or bakery owners grow their business. I know that, you know, we can all be successful together. There's no limits on that, and you know, I'm just really passionate about that too. So, um, exactly, and
1: that's that's why you started the, you know, the courses: how yeah. to start a small business and how to exactly. market your business to the next level. There's a ton of value in this oh, stuff. Yeah. Okay. So you spent you know weeks on end and and just creating this content. It is absolutely fantastic. Um, if you haven't signed up already, I know we've had lots and lots of people sign up for both yeah, of them. Yeah, it's been really um, good. You know, it's been been phenomenal. And and um, the
0: best part is is that I am always here to answer whatever questions that you have as you're going through the course, or you know maybe after the course, or maybe you want my tips on your business specifically. I am literally just an email or a DM away. I've helped lots of people um, grow their business and start their business. And it is honestly what I am the most passionate about. So um, look at other businesses. Like if you're a restaurant, look at businesses that are franchised across Canada. Like, Like look at what they're doing and start to organize your small business to reflect that of which they're doing, right? Because obviously, if they're Canada wide, like I don't know, like Boston Pizza, for example, like you want to look at what they're doing, how they're treating their staff, like what their policies are, everything like that, and start taking things from what they have done and implementing them in your business if that's what you want to do if you want to grow and become a successful business i know for us in our business at chick boss cake um we like to look at starbucks a lot because they're obviously a very successful business um a little bit different in terms of what they do and what they offer but similar enough that we can implement similar policies and stuff to um reflect what we want to see and how how we want to grow right
1: Exactly. And I remember one line I read from a book recently was that, you know, if, if there's an issue, it's typically a a flaw in the system. It's not a flaw in the product and service majority of the time. Okay. Um, and I love that because once I realized that it shifted responsibility over to me as a leader and a business owner to be like, Hey, I need to revamp this and not blame Susie who messed up the order or blame my Mm -hmm. vendor who gave me a crappy product or blame the world for what's happening I I got out of that victim mentality and I start to do that more and more now Like, even if it hypothetically could have been some of their fault, I get it. It's still my responsibility as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a manager, leader, owner, to make sure that I constantly update and make that system better and better. Because at the end of the day, that's going to ensure that we employ people, that we help out in our community, that we deliver an amazing product and service um, that lasts long term. And um, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we're, that's the goal, isn't it?
0: That is the freaking goal. So, so yeah, so that's, those are our top 10 ways to guarantee success for your small business. So um, if you're, if you have a business or you wanna start a business, um, these are our top 10 tips and they are substantial. So make sure that you're taking notes and that you're implementing them um, in your business. And before we sign off here, I just need to take a second to share a little bit about the absolutely insane team over at Two Forks because um, I got a chance to talk with them and listen to their story. And I just think it is such a beautiful story um, of their staff and a little bit of background behind them. And so... The chef over there is Rob Lampman. He is actually a Red Seal chef, which is a major accomplishment for chefs. Um, He has spent the majority of his career in Port Stanley. He is very in tune with what their guests are looking for, and he loves creating the dishes and having fun with the food. Um, he finished his training in Italy and actually started in Port Stanley in their uh, in their kitchen when it was known as Me and Susie's 11 years ago. Um, he has come full circle to now being an owner and operator, and he works really, really hard to continue to grow in the community. Um, and then Terry Collard, Um, is the front of the house manager and owner in the dining room making and creating cocktails uh, working hard to make guests feel comfortable and welcome which i will say that she does a stellar stellar job doing um so she started in the beauty industry actually so the decor and ambiance um into forks feels like it's like the key to the enjoyment of the whole entire vibe there. It is absolutely beautiful. I remember the first time we went there. I commented on that and I just thought like the bar area is so cool and so it's, fancy. It's just such a unique vibe. Like we haven't been anywhere where the atmosphere is that unique and cool. Like most of the time these like um restaurants and stuff, you know, they're they're very like simple and classy and everything, but you know two forks has its own style and i just i love the atmosphere i could sit there for hours and hours and sometimes we do we do we <laughs> always do and then um they have the sous chef Devin, who is known as blue is his nickname um has worked alongside chef rob for the last nine years which is act- actually so amazing that he's been there for that long um, and is dedicated to the success of their business and spends most of his time plating the dishes for their fans to come and love um, i know that two forks their social media is freaking amazing so you would want to go follow them as well to go and see all of the pictures and their cocktails and everything like that and then they have kelly kingswood um, who is the most recognized face in the front of the house and she spends hours there supervising, organizing, and making the guests feel right at home. And she is absolutely wonderful. We have had her serve us many of times, and she tells
1: you a story with your plate. She's oh, amazing. Yeah,
0: she is absolutely like so fantastic, um, and she just fits the whole vibe there exceptionally well. So. That's all I had. Do you have anything else to add? Go eat there. It's freaking amazing. Oh, it's
1: awesome. So yeah, if you've enjoyed this uh, podcast, any business owners listening, you want to get your business featured, uh, hit up RebeccaHamiltonCo.com, the podcast tab. Um, We have different packages available, Um, you know, big value tied into, uh, you know, our regular stuff. Um, You know, we just have a lot of fun with it, right? So a huge opportunity to uh, take your business to the next level. I strongly recommend it.
0: Absolutely. So I hope after listening to this podcast that you gained some significant insight into what you can do in your own business to guarantee its success. Also, I know it's probably made you hungry thinking about Two Forks Restaurant in Port Stanley, Ontario. Um, Supporting local, seriously, never tasted so good. So Thank you to Two Forks for making local dining the most enjoyable experience. And in all honesty, Two Forks has quickly, quickly become my favorite restaurant. Chad and I often meet our friends and colleagues there because we know they always deliver an extraordinary experience. Creative and fun food, the best, the best drinks and even epic dessert and you know that that's serious when it's coming from a bakery owner saying that so if you're a foodie like me i know you're going to love it as much as i do and it will quickly become your favorite go-to dinner and drink spot too i hope to see you there and if you spot chad and i dining there then be sure to come and say hi we love meeting new people and cultivating new friendships so Um, come and say hi. You'll probably see us there. During lockdown, Two Forks Restaurant in Port Stanley is open for takeout Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then once lockdown ends, which hopefully will be soon because I am dying to go back, (laughs) they will resume their regular business hours, which is seven days a week, noon until 10 p.m. And again, you can follow them on social media to see what all the freaking hype is about and why everybody else is obsessed with this place, too. Um, they're on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at 2Forks295.